Oh, they think they got him. It's the news. According to me. Good Monday morning, October 23rd, and as promised, or as spoken of, I don't know, I, don't know if I made a promise, but I, here it is, 7.51 a.m., October 23rd, 2023, lots of twos and threes in there. We have uh, a show this morning, the news, according to me, and it is uh, the show, for those of you, those of you who don't know, the show where I give you my opinions. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I'm just... Guy full of opinions. I don't have any financial counseling advice that you should listen to. Just a bunch of opinions that you can slop around and see what you think of them. You know, kind of, kind of stuff. Anyway, the I have. Uh, I'm just a guy with a microphone. That's all I am. I just, in, a, in a cup, and you just you need to know what's in my cup, and that's about it. If other than that, there's that's really it's all just fluff. So I have I have a. A cup full of creamy chai latte with uh, with my almond joy creamer in it. I have, you know, it's it's nice to have. I have finally have a week where I can actually do a bunch of shows. I have I have uh, all the way up through Thursday. I think I can do shows this week, and uh, which is kind of nice. Uh, I've been very busy this last week, five days straight on the road, and uh, actually it was in. Where all have I been this week? At least last week. I was in Tulsa. I was in uh, Columbus, of all places. And I was also in, happened to be in Omaha, Nebraska, Saturday night. And I was also in, uh, uh, where, where else was I? I, I ended up going to uh, Phoenix, Arizona for a, for a short period of time. And, uh, I was there yesterday morning, actually. So it was, it was, it's been a whirlwind of a week. And of course, I didn't have chai that whole time. Other than the only chai I had, I think I might have had a chai from Starbucks, which is not the same. It's just, just not the same. Um, actually, I don't even think I got it. I'm not sure if I got one this last week. I think I, I was going to, and I didn't have time. But um, once in a while, I get the iced chai from from Starbucks. I probably won't be doing that as much this, this winter. Now that winter is setting in, we actually, actually had ice on my windshield this morning. <clears throat> had one with the car, the one car that I had outside. And I had to drive that this morning and sure enough, it, it, it had to scrape ice off of it. But the, uh, it was facing north, which is probably the problem. Because the back window was pretty much melted off. It was just moisture. <clears throat> and it was facing south. So I don't know. I don't know. I was right on the border there. I was in Mason-Dixon line right here in my drone driveway. I have um, – there's a few things I want to talk about the, this morning. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a whole lot of time to talk. I've got some other things I've got to, I've got to get to today. And um, I have – there's a couple of cases. One is the Sidney Powell case. Uh, she was a lawyer who was involved in the Trump administration at the very end during uh, – after the election time. Um she was the one who came out and, and famously said or infamously said, she said, we're going to release the Kraken. That, that became a buzzword. Everybody was all behind uh, Powell because of that. They were, they were all, oh, yeah, she's going to go get him. She's, gonna, she's, got, this, she got, she's got the goods. Well, that was 
So, speaking of about fluff, that, that, was, that was all fluff. There was nothing there. Uh, she did do a whole lot of stuff, and she went after Dominion, which is the, the, uh, the main company that was providing services for the election, for the electronic voting systems. Now, there are – folks, there is a lot of shady stuff going on with Dominion. I, it's – they are – it is ridiculous uh, the, the way this thing has been covered up. Now, there's, a, there's an individual <clears throat> who was in charge of cybersecurity during this time, and he, he was – he claims to be a Republican. I know this guy. I have seen this guy. I don't know who the guy was or what he had – he was involved in the Clinton administration, and I don't know how in the world he has slipped through the cracks and claimed to be a, a, a Republican now. But I just remember this guy as being a, a left-wing lunatic. And how he has pulled off becoming a I, – I just, I, just I, I recognize the guy. I don't know if he's changed his name or what, what has happened. But this guy, and he's, of course, you know, during the, during some of the hearings, he's, he's obviously he's got long hair. He's got I think he's actually cut his hair now since then because he's trying to maintain credibility. And not not that saying long hair, you know, having long hair doesn't doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, Ted Nugent's got long hair. He's he's certainly not a left winger. But it's 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 one of those things where it's you look at this guy and you're like, and this guy this guy was in congressional hearings. Being brought up, I'm a Republican, and I, I know that there was no, absolutely no interference by any kind of electronic means. Because he's some kind of expert. And he's been on CNN and MSNBC and some of the Sunday news shows. With, and, you don't, and all of a sudden, he disappears. You don't hear anything about the guy anymore. But during this time, he was, the, he was, he was hauled out as the expert in cybersecurity. Folks, we all know, and if you just, just take a moment to, to sit back and think about it, it doesn't take much reflection at all to think about the, what they're doing here. It, okay, think about all the issues. When, when there's a few anomalies around an election, okay, you have to kind of think about that. Okay, well, well you know, there's a couple of weird things there, but uh, we can – they're just outlier things. There's things that, okay, that kind of looks kind of odd, but no, things happen. There are piles of anomalies here. Just on its face, here, here's where the main problem is. And this is, this is where the Democrats – and you don't hear them talking about this all the time. You don't hear them bringing this up. The 81 million votes that they got. They'll talk about it once in a while, but they don't bring up the number very often. And there's a reason for that. They're almost embarrassed by it because they, over, they overshot their goal. So they're not willing to talk. Well, we, Joe Biden got 81 million votes. If they do talk about it, well, it's because Trump was so bad. Everybody just, everybody just showed up. Everybody just came out to, to vote. No, they didn't. Voter day, voting day turnout, as always, was by far more Republican turnout on voter day. Because that is the culture of the Republicans. They want to vote on voting day. They have a day where they vote, and that's what they do. It's tradition. The Democrats don't care about that. They want to have two months to gather up votes to get 
all kinds of mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting and the whole thing. They want, they want to do all that. That's, that's the way they work. And that's how they come up with 81 million votes. Donald Trump got more votes. More votes than any previous Republican candidate ever. And yet, Joe Biden, as some people call him, Poopy Pants Biden, he got 81 million votes, I think which is like 9 million more than even Barack Obama got. It's, it's way millions more, millions more than, than Barack Obama got. You've you, you got to be kidding me. In a year, in 2008, when Barack Obama, even Barack Obama turned the state of Indiana blue. Supposedly. Now, in 2012, there were some anomalies. It was questionable in 2012. I had a serious issue with a few things that happened. But everyone was kind of, let's just let this rest. Let's not go after this stuff. Because there were some serious issues in some, some very key states. Where voter turnout supposedly was higher than the registered number of voters in the state. In a couple of states. There were districts where there were not even one single vote for the Republican candidate, which I'm not going to, whose name will not be mentioned because I don't like him. So this idea that, that, the, the, that the election was the most pure and perfect election ever They've got themselves convinced of that. I want to talk a little bit about mass delusion here a little bit because that's what we have. So that's, that's really what we're fighting against here is these people who are convinced that Donald Trump is a monster, that anything, anyone is better than Trump. When you ask them what it is about Trump that they don't like, well, he's a racist. Okay, what did he say that was racist? Well, he said this, when, when they get to the quotes, they always misquote. And it's always the quotes from the mainstream media. And they, then there's all these other things about, he, he's a Russian puppet. All this, all this stuff starts to pop up. Now, there's some inter- interesting uh, clips that I want to play. This is the Rachel Maddow show. Um, I'm hoping I can find this. I'm going to try to find uh, the right spot for these clips because it's really, I think it's key to understand the delusional R- Rachel Maddow went, went on the view. And, and I, now normally I would not subject you to any, to listen, to have to listen to any of this baloney. It's, it's just, it's, it's sickening almost in my stomach. I have to listen to it, but I'm, I'm listening to it because so you don't have to, but it's, but now I'm going to force you to listen to it just because I had to. So that's, <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to, I want to play some of these, these clips and, and we're going to kind of get into this a little bit. Okay. Okay. Here's here, here's the clip. This is this is this is Rachel Maddow with the View, and of course, what's her name, Behar, whatever her name is. And the some of the things that they say. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go over this. Listen very carefully to the rhetoric, and they're 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 just 
boiling about this whole whole idea that Donald Trump could become president again. Do they really think that half the nation or more than half the nation is racist? This is what they think, they, this, that this guy is such a monster and this, all the people who support him and vote for him, they're all monsters too. And it's, it's this terrible thing of if Trump gets into, into power, he gets into power, there's never going to be another, another election. They're, they're going to arrest MSNBC and, and, and execute us all for treason. That's what she says. That's the person that, this is the guy, the, the, Donald Trump, the guy who comes out and says, I want the killing to stop in Ukraine. I want people on both sides to stop dying. And this is the guy they're afraid of, thinking that he's going to execute all the people from MSNBC for, for treason. Maybe it's because they, they think they deserve it. In the meantime, it's their side, their party, their movement that is literally persecuting their political enemies. Putting them on trial and putting them in prison with no habeas corpus, nothing. They're the ones doing this. It's their idea. That's which is why it's coming out of their mouth. We wouldn't even think about doing that, but, but somehow it comes out of their mouth because that's what they want to do. They, if they could, I, I guarantee you, if they could get away with it, they would have Donald Trump publicly executed. They hate him so much. And all of his followers, too. And there have been pundits on the left who have said that very thing. It, it just. <sighs> let's play the tape. Let's, let's, let's play. Let's roll. The, let's roll the clip, clippage here. The clippage, the footage, the footage, footage, whatever the clippage, whatever it is. Roll this. Just, it just, it just blows my mind. Here, here we go. This is Rachel Maddow, MSNBC, on The View. Good example. Or Sidney Powell or one of yeah. these people. I mean, okay. there was nobody who was more important in Congress to Trump's effort to overthrow the lawfully elected government of the United States Jim than Jim Jordan. And so then to make him. Notice how they throw all of the qualifiers in there. Jim Jordan was instrumental, number one person in the lawful election of that. They tried to overthrow the lawful election overthrow it by using exactly the same thing that the Democrats have used before by contesting the election. I could play, I could spend, we could, we could listen for 10 minutes of all the times that people on the left, the Democrats, when it came time to certifying the election and having an election, they protested and contested the election. They did it almost every time a Republican was elected. Almost every single time. More than one of them. Ted Cruz came out and uh, in contesting, he, he was contesting the election. And people were aghast that he would do so. Like, let's continue on here. In line to the presidency? He's second in line to the presidency? In charge He's actually of third. Congress certifying the election results in 2024? Yeah. I mean, oh, oh, yeah, the, the murmuring that goes, oh, he, he's in charge of certifying the results in 2024? You're going to put him in charge of it? So, you see, it's not just Donald Trump. They can vilify, they vilify everybody and anybody around them that's a threat to their power. Because that's how... When government comes your God, all of a sudden, well, we can't have some other God coming in here. 
Our religious leader can't change because government is their God. They, they, when you don't have a God, all of a sudden you depend on something else for your source to be your supply, to be your overlord, to be your king. This is what we have. Let's continue on here to some of the ridiculous things she says here. That is, that is, I mean, he's still in the running. Maybe it'll still be him. That'll be a big deal if that happens in all the wrong ways. Um, I'm hoping that they go a more moderate direction, but we'll see. But just as you mentioned Trump, is there no one in the party they can find to put up for the next election besides this criminal? Are you busy? <laughs> Are you busy? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't do it. I wouldn't wish it on you, I suppose. You know, they came, all of them are falling in line. They have the same rap, all of them, except for Chris Christie, who then said today he would back Jim Jordan if he were in the Congress. Yeah. So, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, so all of a sudden, see, see, Chris Christie has been the little, the little lapdog for MSNBC and CNN. He's been go- because he's coming out against Trump. And all of a sudden, he says he'll back Jim Jordan. And all of a sudden, Chris Christie is the bad boy. They have to bring his name up. Oh, even Chris Christie. Oh, Chris Christie said he would back him up. Oh, well, then now Chris Christie's... Here we go. Toss him out the door. They are going to throw Chris Christie under the bus so fast. And, of course, it's going to be a pretty big bus. And it's probably going to do some damage. But it's... it's, They want to do this useful idiot thing all the time. That's, that's, That's all they do. It is absolutely insane. It, it's, it is the delirium. The, the, they're just, uh, yeah. Let's continue on with some of the other things she says here. The, this yeah. Morning. Yeah. I, I mean, the Republican Party right now has to make a decision, and it's their decision to make. We have party processes for a reason. But ultimately, if you listen to what Trump is saying, you don't just re- sort of regard him as a... Listen to what he's saying. Don't just regard him as a whatever... Really, listen to what he's saying. If you listen to what he's saying, this this is coming from the person who says there were there were good people on both sides. He said that, but he qualified it, and you guys didn't listen to what he. You guys didn't put out there what he said. Listen to what he's saying. You guys don't listen to it. You put words in his mouth every other day. Actually, every day for seven years. Um, as a spectacle, but you really listen to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's basically portraying a future for America if he is put back in the White House in which we don't have another election after yeah. that. Really? He's portraying. Now, now, listen to what he's saying. He's portraying. Okay, is he saying or portraying? That we're not going to have another election after that. No, folks, the Democrats are the ones that want a one-party system. They want to be the only party. The only reason they like the, the Republican Party is to have someone to play against. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. That They can convince minority groups, which they like to group up. And they don't care about individuals. They, just, they, want, to, they want to put everybody, every, all the individuals belong in a group. And they're going to be the defender of your little group, even though they don't do that. They're going to they're going to pretend and, and act like they're your friend. You got to vote for us so we can help you. And make sure you get free stuff. Because you know that's the American way. You're going to steal from the rich, those rich Republicans. Really? Cuz uh last I saw that most of the super mega rich 
in this country are not Republicans. The ones who want to silence you and cancel you are not Republicans. And they have the power to do it because they're so blooming rich. So, <clears throat> so we have this, um, this inter- so, so they're going to cancel the elections. After this, he's portraying a world in which there will be no more elections. What, what, how, how does she, she doesn't, they don't ever give you any indication of how he said this or what he said or any, any kind of facts. It's just, this is the more the rhetoric, more the jumbled up stuff that they like to say to stir up their, their, the scared. It, it, it's all based on fear. This stuff is all based on fear. Oh my goodness. We're not going to have any, liberal, if Trump gets in, we won't have any more elections. It's all, we're going to have nuclear war. What, what, what was all the things we heard before the 2016 election? Nuclear war, stock market's going to crash. Gay people will be hung, hung from trees. Just one thing after another. So here we are. And then she goes on. It gets even worse. Because the elections are all rigged, that the democratic process can't be yep. trusted, that Congress should just work for him, the Justice Department should just work for him. That's a strong man form of government. That's Go not for what it. He canceled the news. Like, the right. news are done. That yeah. He wants to put MSNBC on trial for treason so yeah. that he can execute us. I mean... It's been... The news, there'll be no more news. The news will be done. He wants to put MSNBC on trial for treason so he can execute us. Where do they come up with this? What kind of, what kind of ridiculous, when has he ever said anything like this, let alone saying he wants to have people executed other than pedophiles? He wants pedophiles to receive the death penalty. Um, and they won't go along with that. I wonder why. Now, that is an extreme view, but I can't say that I don't uh, necessarily, I don't know where I'm at on that. Seems a little extreme in some, to some degree, and yet at the same time, so this is the delirious attitude these people have. They are absolutely out of their minds. The derangement is real. And, and these people have a platform on which that they pump this stuff into people's heads all day long. And it is all based ultimately on fear. Oh, he's going to destroy us. He's going to cancel the elections. We're not going to have a democracy anymore. He's going to get rid of the news. He's a monster. He was in for four years and none of that ever happened. Strong man form of government. We're still hearing the same things. And they still believe that Russia runs him. After all the investigations, after all the stuff. And then we have Hillary Clinton 
Oh, let's just talk about Hillary Clinton. I've got a little clip about her as well. Let's see what she has to say. Extremism, waving, you know, wagging the dog of the uh, Republican Party as it is today. Mm -hmm. And sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, mega um, extremists, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure. He's only like in it she for does. himself. He's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions. And when do they break with him? You know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something. A formal deprogramming of the cult members. A formal, formal. Meaning some kind of legislative process. Deprogramming. Of these cult members. That's gathering them up and putting them through re-education. That's what that is. Yeah. And Trump's the monster. And you want to talk about a cult. You want to go through all the things that there, there's like, I think there's 22 different criteria that, that cult to, to define something as a cult. In other words, a, a radical, a, as in, a, in a bad way. Cult just is short for culture, but it, it's the, a, 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 the cult is, and it's different than the occult, but the, the, a cult is something where there's a leader or a following of, a, of an ideology that radically imposes itself upon people to comply. And it, it, there's, there's all, all these different criteria, and depending on the range of those criteria within a certain spectrum, that's how you define it as a cult. And I, I don't, I'm not going to get into all that right now, but it's, it's uh, for, for instance, and I was just watching a, interestingly enough, I was just watching a, a uh, documentary on the Nation of Islam. How it was formed, how it started, its core beliefs, the structure of the whole thing. Nation of Islam is, first of all, it's not Muslim. It's, they're not Muslim at all. Uh, there's some weird, weird theology there going on. And it is absolutely a cult. It is, it is off the chart on every, every spectrum of all 22 issues. It is absolutely a cult. And <clears throat> most people don't realize that. Some of their end goals are extremely scary. Extremely ridiculous. However, <clears throat> I think, I think it would be interesting to, to have some of them implemented, some of their, some of their issues, some of their, some of their ideas and some of the things that they want. Okay, let's, let's just give them that, see how it works out for them, but then they don't get anything else. It's, it's kind of, but that won't have, ever happen because they'll, they'll vote Democrat. And of course, they'll. <clears throat> so, so here we are. These people are unhinged. You can't have a normal conversation with them because they just go off the, off the rockers. 
I do have some relatives that are this way. And I know, I know I have some friends as well who are this way. You, can, you can't talk to them about it because you can't have a normal conversation. They, they just go off the deep end. They get all worked up about it and they will not have a rational conversation, period. They just won't do it. And what's, what's really sad about that is that I think that they would come around. Look at people like Bill Maher. Now, now he still he still has Trump derangement syndrome, but however, he's, he's recognizing that the left has gone way off the deep end. But you look at someone like Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore has not come out in support of Trump. He would like to see someone else besides Trump. However, <laughs> you won't you won't see him bad mouthing Trump very much because really. Uh, a lot of these guys who would be normally considered left-wingers or, or liberal-minded are realizing that Trump was actually exposing a lot of things that was going on on the left and the right. Now, I don't like some of the things Trump did in office. Some of the spending was ridiculous. However, I think what was, what was done there, and I, I, do, I do believe he was, he was just trying to negotiate. I, I, I believe he was, that first huge, humongous omnibus bill that he passed he said it would never happen again. Now, in the process of doing that, he gave the Democrats what they wanted. I think he, he expected some reciprocation. Okay, now let's build a wall. We spent all this money on this. Well, now let's spend this money. Let's spend some money on this. They didn't do that. They just continued to vilify him. Walking into it, I don't think he realized the, the flagrant flaming adherence to their ideology above all else, their way or the highway that he was up against. And that's, that's where it led. That's what, that's what ended up happening here. It was he, he kept running into them and, and, think, and, and one, at one day, I still remember that day very well, he just, he invited them all, he invited the cameras in as he was going to speak with Schumer and Pelosi, the heads of Congress, into the office. And he started talking to and all of, all of a sudden, Schumer and Pelosi had to kind of behave. They couldn't just yell at him and cuss at him and call him, call him names. They had to kind of behave and act like they're, they had to. Some, and, and here Trump was like, I'm going to show you. I'm here to negotiate. Here, what, do you want to, what do you guys want to do? What do you guys, how are we going to do this? And they were, they, all of a sudden, it's very easy to understand, very easy to see. They were the ones that were pushing back on him. Wouldn't allow him to govern. They were the, they were the stone. They, they, and, and it wasn't that they were, and obviously, uh, now all of a sudden we're talking about putting up a wall again. Oh, guess what? Guess what? We're coming into an election year. Oh, I better put up a barrier. Call it anything but a wall, but it's, we're going we're to put up a barrier. Hillary Clinton was very careful when she was asked, I provided, I was going to provide funding for a, bar a, 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 a barrier. Then they wanted a, a virtual barrier, a high-tech barrier where they have all this high-tech equipment. be a lot less expensive than a, than a wall. You know what? When the electricity goes down or when the next administration comes in and just defunds the electronic surveillance wall, a virtual wall can disappear in a heartbeat, the stroke of a pen. You build a wall, it can't just 
disappear in the, with the stroke of a pen. It takes actual physical effort to get rid of it. And over the years, over the time, it becomes much less expensive than what we're – right now we're paying out in, in dividends and benefits to these people who are coming across the border as well as the fentanyl crisis and everything else that's going on. We're spending way more money every year than the whole wall would have cost. More every year than the wall would have cost. And you talk about human life that's being lost from fentanyl and – the coyotes and everything else that's going on down there, let alone the numbers of people who are coming in from places other than South America. We have people coming in from all over the world, from countries. I mean, over 200 known terror watch list individuals have come across the border that they've caught. How many have they not caught? Probably thousands. What are they here for? What are they going to do? What are they planning? Do we really count on the FBI because they're so busy right now going after Trump? Are they really doing their job and going after anybody else? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, folks, um, we have on our, on our in this situation, I think, and of course, in the middle of all this, uh, Trump is getting a few victories and a few setbacks in his legal cases that, that are going on right now. Uh, one of the things that has been happening is these. I want to talk a little bit, just a little bit about these uh, plea deals that uh, Sidney Powell and, and other, this other guy. I don't know. This other guy was apparently pretty pretty close to Trump in terms of uh, doing doing some work on, on the election issues. He just took a plea deal as well. Now, when you come down to it, there was like 19 or 20-some federal charges against this guy, and he ended up with one. And it's something that has nothing to do with the election. These, both of these – the MSNBC and CNN are acting like, oh, these guys are going to testify against Trump now, and they're, they're taking a plea deal so they can testify against Trump. And they're, and they're going to plead guilty on these issues, and now they're going to come back, and this is, gonna, this, is gonna all, this is all nailing down Trump around, around Trump so they can, they can pin Trump in. No, none of this is. Uh, now, I, I don't know – I'm not a lawyer, but I do listen to a few lawyers online and a couple of them have, who have, uh, have very good analytical – they're defense attorneys. <clears throat> One of them, it, very clearly, he's like, this – both of these were losses for Fanny and Tishy Tish. Uh, they're, they're very, very clearly losses and because the – what they're – these people are going to be expunged. They're, they're going to have – all I have to do is sit for three years. Now, of course, three years means that you know, after the election, basically, so they're, they're basically saying they're not they're not going they're going to be silent and they're not going to be involved at all in the, in the next election. Now, the Democrats <clears throat> have power right now, and they have no intention ever. Nancy Pelosi, if you remember, right before the twenty twenty two election, she was very. We have no intention of losing the house. It's very scary. Uh, her attitude and her, her – the way these people act and what they're willing to do because, like I said, I've always said the end justifies the means. That is their main core motivation. 
the end justifies the means with these people. They are willing to do anything to remain in power because remaining in power means defending their democracy, their democracy. Our democracy is at stake here. It's on the line. We're going to lose everything if they get voted out of power. That, that's, that's the way they feel. I, I think that they truly believe that in their heads because they've convinced themselves of it. Somehow they believe now at some point that they're, if they don't, if they lose power, that all of a sudden, you know, the whole country is going to go down the hill. This dystopian you know, society we're going to have, this, this leader that's going to come in and take over. Because really what they want to, they want to be this, the, the despots. So it's, it's, boy, it's just, they're so blinded by their own rage. And this, this typically happens. The, the two things in the way, just look, look at things in spirit, spiritually here, folks. The two things that the enemy does, fear and rage. Fear and rage. Fear can manipulate people and rage can incite people. When they don't get their way, they get angry. And rage, when you act out in rage, when you're motivated by rage, when anger, you literally blind yourself because you don't see straight. It's, like, it's much like panic. It's much like, uh, it's, it's this primal thing that starts to happen. And, and you start losing, you know, <clears throat> no one has ever said, oh, thank goodness I panicked in that situation and it saved my life. Thank goodness I was in a blind rage uh, during that, you know, I got really mad. I was in this rage and it saved my life. The people who make it through difficult situations in the midst of the most chaotic situations are the, are the ones who maintain their, peace, their presence of mind. Their ability to think, reason, do, do things deliberately in the midst of chaos. And you may or may not survive. But you give yourself the biggest fighting chance in the midst of it all. You don't give up. Continue to do what's in front of you to do that you know, to, that you know you need to do. Get it done. These people are acting in a blind rage right now. And they have to make fear... Their battle cry. Trump's going to do this. Trump's going to execute us. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Why? Why? What? What? What brings this on with people? They have so convinced themselves over the years, over the last seven years. It is just Trump bad. Trump is evil. Trump is the boogeyman. And that's, that's all they know. And they so convinced themselves of it that they, they're making stuff up now. How do, you, how do you dare go on television and say, this, if this man becomes president, he's going to arrest us all for treason and execute us? You, really? 
And who's the person in the crowd that's going to say, oh, come on. What? What are you saying? She kind of slips it in there and just keeps on talking. There's one supposed Republican on the panel there with a the view. And that's when she says, are you busy? How are you? She looks over at her and says, are you busy? Are you busy? Like she wants her to run for president. Isn't there anyone else on the Republican side? Well, you could say the same thing about the Democrat side. Isn't there anybody else on the Democrat side that could actually, you know, hold like string two sentences together? And I, again, I, I know the show's getting a little bit long here, but I, I, longer than I planned. But again, it's, it's one of those things where, I, I, you know, I don't think that there's any, uh, I don't guess any way that Joe Biden is going to be on the ticket in November of 2024. I just don't think so. If he, if he is, I will be extremely shocked and amazed. If Kamala is his, now, if, if maybe the only way this happens is if, if, is if Kamala is not his running mate. But I don't see them doing that. Now, maybe something happens. I don't know. But Joe is diminishing very quickly right now. <clears throat> He's not doing well. Um. By the first part of the year, soon after, I mean, he's literally, he's, he's like dazing out and doing weird things when he talks to, to the press. Of course, they say, well, he's really tired. He's just, he's just so, so busy, so, so tired. I mean, you compare the two. If these two guys got into a debate, of course, they would pump Biden full of all of his little special drugs, put an earpiece in him, all that kind of stuff. He's, it's it's weekend at Bernie's, folks. This is this is this guy's just he's off off the charts, nuts. He's just it's embarrassing. Well, he, you know, he met with Netanyahu, and it's just the whole thing was just a, it was an embarrassment. It's like you can see his other other lead, whenever he meets with another leader, it's just he sets they sit down, and he's just yakking away, mumbling away, telling stories, and these people are looking at him like, oh, I'm not sure what you're saying. I'm, not, I'm trying to follow where you're, where you're going with this. And I don't know what you're saying for sure. It's beyond comprehension right now in terms of the way things are going. But it's not that I don't have hope for our nation. I do. There is hope for us. And it's not science. It's not government. It's not any kind of institution on this planet. It is nothing less than the spirit of the living God. And that's what we need to pray for. We need to pray for his movement on the hearts of his people, on the hearts of all people. And just have our have the truth exposed. I, I, I don't. I, one way or another, I just want to see the truth. I don't. I don't want to hear the truth, see the truth, know the truth, because it will set us free. God bless everybody. Have a great week. See you tomorrow about the same time.